The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. There is a judgment greater than anything you've ever known and it won't be long your life will pass by as a vapor and you will stand before the judgment seat of God and every secret deed and thought every wrinkle every spot will be in view Before the one who knows all things The Lord of Lord and King of Kings You know the one you never knew While you have breath You have a choice to make in life Turn away from your sin And believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment that's to come He is the shelter from the coming storm All creation shakes at the mention of his name He has power over life and death Every knee will bow and tongue confess Heaven and earth will proclaim That Jesus Christ is Lord To the glory of the Father Will you bow, will you surrender To His majesty He can save you from the might Of all your sin the fight in which he stands in perfect victory while you have breath you have a choice to make in life turn away from your sin and believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment that's to come He is a shelter from the coming storm While you have breath You have a choice to make in life Turn away from all your sin And believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment that's to come He is a shelter From the coming storm He's the only shelter From the coming storm
What is it that you really want? You want to be a doctor? What if I could simply give you whatever it is you want? You want to be a doctor? Okay, you're a doctor. You want to be an engineer? Okay, you're an engineer. Now what do you want? Well, I want a job. Okay, I'll give you a job. Now what do you want? Well, I want to get married. Okay, you're married. What if I could give you whatever you wanted? Instantly. Oh, you want to have a child? Oh, you want three children. Okay, you have them. Now what do you want? Well, now... I want some vacation time. Okay. You have the vacation time. Well, now what do you want? I want, let's see. I want a new house and I want a new car. And I want money in the bank. Okay, you have it. I gave it to you. Now what do you want? Well, I want to just enjoy life. Okay, you have it. Enjoy life. And what are you saying when you say enjoy life? Aren't you saying you want to enjoy as time passes All of these things that you have wanted have taken time and they've taken energy. You want these things, but you spent your life to gain them. But what if you gain the whole world and you lose your soul? In the end, was it just struggle that you wanted? Struggle to become that engineer, struggle to become that doctor, struggle to become that teacher. And now that you have that, now you struggle and search to find the right mate, and you struggle and search to find the right house, and then you struggle and search and What you're really doing is letting time tick by. And you only have so much time in your life. And when your time is up, you die. I've sat with many people as they have died speaking words of comfort and love. Almost everyone that I've been with as they have died has been bewildered by their dying, bewildered by what's happening to them. They somehow had the illusion in their mind that they were always going to have time. And when they suddenly run out of time and physical issues rise in their body and confuse them, even the strongest of men I've watched as they have been whittled down to nothing and then whimper, one man whimpering for his mother. After all of these years, she was long gone, but as he was dying, he was whimpering for his mother. What is it that you want? 
I heard one person say, what is it in hell that you want? What is it in hell that you want? Almost all of us spend all of our lives searching after and struggling for what we want. And then it's over. The struggle is over. And we slip into unconsciousness and we're gone. So what is it that you really want? Is there something in hell that you want? Or is there something in heaven that you want? Everyone will go to one of those two places. Some of you right now are in the midst of that struggle. I want to get married. I want a house. I want a car. I want, I want, I want. And all of those wants will consume time and energy. It pays to be very clear about what we want. Because in our life, crisis will come. And in the midst of that crisis, the answer to that crisis is primarily determined by what we most want. What is it that you want? Is it love? Is it a spouse? Is it children? Is it a dog or cat? What do you most want? A job? A car? A life? To be successful. All of these things will take time and energy. And finally, that time and energy run out. And then what do you want? And what are you going to do? Are you going to drift into a coma and simply cast your fate to the winds and hope for the best? The children of Israel had a godly king. They were walking in obedience to the commands of God. And yet a great army came against them. Great armies will always come against us. It may be a person, a boss, a husband or a wife. It may be our children, but always a great army is going to come against us. It may be sickness that comes against us. And in that coming of that great army that would take us down. We have to make a decision about what it is we most want. And yesterday I walked you through how Jehoshaphat set himself about dealing with what he most wanted. What he most wanted was for God to come and rescue the nation that they would not be destroyed. Now, I want you to catch that. I could say it another way. What what Jehoshaphat most wanted was God. That's what he wanted. He knew that only God could rescue him from the hand of this army that would come against him and try to destroy him. 
And so he resolved to go to the Lord in his alarm and to inquire of the Lord. This is found in Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter. He then proclaimed a fast. In other words, he is serious. He's not going to continue pretending that everything is okay and that there's no vast army coming against him. He proclaims a fast in order to humble his heart before God because he knows that God will not answer the prayer of a proud man. Secondly, he knew he had to be clean of all sin. He had to be washed. He had to be made clean. And in that day, that meant confession, repentance, and the offering of, a, of an animal as a sacrifice to shed blood. And then he called urgently upon God because God was what he wanted. He knew only God could deliver him. And he called the assembly together. It affected them all. So they all came together, men, women, and children. They came together. And they all assembled before the Lord God of heaven. Now today, we're going to talk about answered prayer. Answered desperate prayer. God only answers desperate prayer. Desperation indicates where a man's heart or a woman's heart really is. If you don't need God and you don't want God, God will not be there. And you are on your own. And you will take your struggle and you will take your time, and you will take your energy, and you will try to resolve what's happening. And in the end, you will run out of energy, and you will run out of time. And then you must answer the question, what is it you want in hell? He prays a prayer. I want to read a part for you, beginning in verse 12. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. One of the great problems we have faced in America is that most of us have not ever been in such a dire situation. And we have still known what it was we wanted, and we still thought we had the resources to go after it and get it. And so we never turned to God in absolute desperation and laid our lives down and humbled ourselves before him and became washed of our sin because we thought our sin was inconsequential. We didn't know there was a need to repent of our sin and to turn aside from it. We thought we could just go right on through and be a sinning Christian and everything would be fine. No. No. We're going to have to become desperate. And we're going to have to recognize that that sin must go. Jehoshaphat acknowledged that he had no power to face this vast army that was attacking. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. I want to ask you today, are you still trying to use your energy and your time to struggle through 
to gain what you think you want? And how's that working out for you? Sometimes it's not until we're old that we begin to recognize we're running out of energy. As one person said, I guess I'm getting old. I'm pushing 76. I feel it. Well, I'm pushing 77 and I feel it. I know my energy is running out. I know my strength is not what it used to be. And so the question, will I use the last bit of energy that I have and the last amount of time that I have in order to fulfill some wish of my heart? No. I have finally become wise enough to know that I have no power to face death. I cannot defeat death. I may defeat sickness for a time, but eventually I will not be able to defeat sickness. I may for a time be able to defeat those who would come against me, who would rail against me, who would say all manner of unkind things to me. But I know the day has come in my own heart and in my own life when I have simply had to confess before Almighty God, even as I did this morning, I don't know what to do, Jesus. My eyes are upon you. I can't make this radio broadcast spread across the nation. I can't cause people to listen to it. I have no power. If I were doing foolish things, like on TikTok, I'd have a million views. But I'm not here talking about foolishness. I'm here talking about eternity. I'm here talking about What is it that I really want? And I tell you now, I know my eyes are only on the Lord God of heaven. John Wesley, a hero of the faith for me, as he was dying, is said to have uttered these words. The best of all is God is with us. John Wesley did not die with a whimper. He died with a shout of victory. He did not die with a whimper of defeat. He knew his Savior. He knew Jesus Christ. He knew he had no power to defeat death. And death came knocking on his door. And he was taken. But he was taken with a shout of triumph. God is with us. And so all the men of Judah and their wives and their children and their little ones stood before the Lord. Verse 14, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, son of Zechariah, He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid. 
or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Oh, we need to hear that. We make battles our own that are not our battles. Some of you are battling with insanity. And that will become an increasing issue as demonic possession takes over in America. Some of you are fighting a terminal disease. Some of you are fighting because your husband is leaving you or your wife is cheating on you. Some of you are in the midst of the battle because your children disrespect you and do not obey you. Some of you are struggling because you've lost your job or are on the verge of losing your job. Some of you have been unclear about what you wanted. As you see the vast army coming against you, in whatever form the devil has arranged that battle, you need to be absolutely certain about what it is you want. You want the battle to be won, but you recognize you have not been able to win the battle. The fight is on. The Lord says to you, do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. In other words, literally, let your fear go. Let your fear go. Psalm 46.10 Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Can I give you a a literal Hebrew translation of that verse? Cease and forsake all of your striving and acknowledge that I am God. That's what it literally says. You must become convinced that the battle belongs to the Lord and not to you. All you can do is expend time and energy. And you are running out of time and you are running out of energy, even though you may not feel it yet or think it yet. It doesn't take much skill to get old. It only takes time and battles. The battle is not yours, but God's. What did Jehoshaphat want? He wanted God. What do you want? Do you want Jesus? No, I mean that literally. Do you want Jesus before you want your success? Do you want Jesus before you want the house? Do you want Jesus before you want the wife or the husband or the children? Do you want Jesus before you want the business to succeed? I have a man and a woman that I have ministered to. I love them dearly. If you were to ask them, are you Christians? They would say yes. But do they ever show up at church? No. Why? They're too busy fighting the battle 
of their business. They're consumed by their desire to make money. They worship at the altar of Baal, not at the altar of the cross of Jesus Christ. They still think the battle is theirs. They don't understand that the battle is the Lord's and that he is the one who brings success in business. He is the one who brings the contracts. He's the one who brings the customers to the business as they're faithful and seek the face of God, for the battle belongs to the Lord. It's not their fight, but they've made it their fight, and they're exhausting their life and their energy, fighting for their money. Some of you have done the same thing. And now you're old, and you failed to succeed in the business enterprises that you tried to accomplish, and now you're pushing into old age, and now you're living on a bare minimum, perhaps living on Social Security. What what have you done? What did you want? Oh, I wanted to be rich. I've talked to so many men who say, and women, All I want is to be rich, Pastor, and when I'm rich, I'll help you with the church. I don't want your money. Don't tell me that. I want your heart with Jesus. If Jesus has your heart, he'll have your money. The battle belongs to the Lord. Tomorrow, march down against them. In other words, we have to go face the issue, whatever it is. Verse 17, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm. See the deliverance the Lord will give you. This is why we pray a desperate prayer, because the Lord will answer the cry of a desperate prayer. Is it God that you want? Is it Jesus that you want? Or do you want the world? Is there something in hell that you want? Or is there someone in heaven that you want? Oh, brother, sister, I want Jesus. Do not be afraid. Second time he said this. Now, please take it from me. I've come to the end of many months where each month I've been faced with a horrendous radio bill. I've been faced with a horrendous bill for my own personal life. And I've had no means of covering that. I've had no means of paying for it. But I know what I want. It's not this radio broadcast that I want. It's Jesus that I want. And then I do what Jesus tells me to do. Seek first ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. By many trials, by many battles, I have learned the simple lesson that it's who I want, not what I want, that matters. If I want Jesus with all of my heart, the answer to my prayer, my desperate prayer, the answer will be, okay, take up your position. Okay, I come and take up my position behind this mic. You understand, this is real stuff. I'm not talking some positive thinking garbage. I come and take my place. I am not to be afraid. 
I am not to be discouraged. I'm to face it clearly. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. The Lord has told me what my future holds. But I have no ability to bring that future about. He's told me about revival. Two times he's given me visions of revival. And he's promised this is what is coming, Ray. And this is the part you'll have in it. I can't make it happen. I simply go out and face the battle day by day. Faithfully doing what the Lord has told me to do and being available for the Holy Spirit to move through my life. Knowing that what I want is not my success and what I want is not some place of standing. What I want is the kingdom of Jesus Christ. What I want is Jesus Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground and all of the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worship before the Lord. Now remember, the army is coming and they're on their faces before God worshiping. That is what it looks like. When the victory comes... Because God is there, our place is to be on our faces before him. We've now gone from a desperate prayer of desperate need to a place of worship, a place of confidence, a place where we no longer are walking in fear and we're no longer walking in discouragement saying, certainly I am going to fail. And then some Levites stood up from their faces and they began to sing praises to the Lord God of Israel with loud voices. And early the next morning, they left for the desert toward En Gedi. And Jehoshaphat spoke to them and he said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. And then he appointed people, men, to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness And these singers and players went out at the head of the army saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. And as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the Ammonites. He began to set ambushes against all of those who were invading. And they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Sur to destroy and annihilate them. And after they finished slaughtering the men from Sur, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. Not one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat, this is verse 25, Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter, verse 25. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing, and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder, it took them three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled in a valley 
the valley of praise, where they praise the Lord. And then Jehoshaphat and all of the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem, for the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lutes and trumpets. And the fear of God came upon all the countries, the kingdoms around them when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Jehoshaphat did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. My brother, my sister, are you facing a vast army today? Whether you're aware of it or not, you are facing a vast army. You are facing starvation in America. You are facing a financial collapse in America. The debt market is going to implode. The stock market is going to crash by probably 80 to 90%. We are going to see a total breakdown in the chain supplying our food and every other thing. I just experienced in a very small way this when I had to repair an oxygen sensor in a a 1998 Toyota Camry. The part came in. It was the wrong part. When they went back, they were told this part is very difficult to find. It's hard to find it. We'll try. By God's grace, they were able to find it. And the car is now running without a check engine light on. But I'm telling you, what's coming is that supplies and repairs are going to be almost impossible. Almost impossible. Physical ailments, sickness. We're facing all of this. And there is only one name under heaven by which we can be restored and established, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. So again, I ask the question, what is it that you want? And what is it that you will use your time and your energy to establish? And some of you have struggled all of your life trying to gain wealth, and you have been unsuccessful. And today you live very tight. And now as you look at your years of labor and struggle, you have to come to terms with your failure. When a man turns 50, he begins to look very carefully. Have I accomplished my dreams? And for every man, the answer will be probably some, but not all. And the failures have to be established. How do you make peace with them? What is it that you want? We are called by the Holy Spirit, to prayers of desperation in every area where a great army is coming against us, where we are discouraged, where we are afraid, where we don't know how we're going to handle what's happening. What are we going to do? 
It all comes back to what is it you want? The prayer of desperation will be answered by Almighty God. But for the prayer to be answered, we're going to have to humble ourselves before Almighty God. We're going to have to be cleansed of all sin, washed away by the blood of Jesus. We're going to have to urgently call upon the name of the Lord. And we're going to have to wait upon the Lord and absolutely trust him. Trust in the name of the Lord. Those battles that we have fought and that have taken so much of our time and energy, we're going to have to go back and confess that we tried to do it ourselves and we could not. Some of you have chosen a marriage partner who betrayed you. Some of you have health issues where your health has betrayed you. Some of you have been betrayed by jobs, bosses, partners, friends. We have to come back and look at those things. And where we have not depended upon the Lord, we need to confess honestly before him. Where we are going to trust that Jesus will wash our sins away as we honestly repent before him. That he will make us clean. But you're going to have to decide clearly that what you want most beyond anything else is the presence of Jesus in your life where you have given yourself utterly over to him for the kingdom of God and that you will do whatever he tells you to do. You will go out and face that army, but you will go out without fear in absolute trust And you will say, Jesus is my Lord. And then as John Wesley said on his deathbed, the best of all is God is with us. If you know that God is with you, you can face any situation, any army. You can face any deprivation. You can face any crisis. Because you can turn that into the Lord Jesus Christ and stand by faith and know that he will move in power on your behalf. We must pray desperate prayers. They are the only prayers that God will answer. And in that desperate prayer, we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And may I also say, it is his face we must seek and not his hand. It is absolute submission to whether, to, to whatever his will is in our life. Whatever it is, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Whether we win or lose, we belong to the Lord. Whether we have our way or it goes another way, we belong to the Lord. He is everything to us. Now let's pray. Lord, I lift each person before your throne today who has listened to this broadcast. And I ask, Lord, that you would make the battle your own. 
Lord, I'm just hearing there are some who are sick and who have about given up hope. Lord, would you cause them to put their trust in you and know that this battle belongs to you and that you will fight the battle for them, that they don't have to face this battle alone. Would you take all fear and all discouragement from the heart of every person listening to this broadcast today? I bind that sickness in the name of Jesus. Almighty God, you rule over heaven and earth. And I thank you and I praise you. I thank you that the desperate prayer of a humble man or humble woman, is heard before your throne. And you do answer. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Now, I don't know what you face today, but I know one thing for certain. You do face an army, the army of Satan, perhaps an army of sickness, of financial lack. You do face an army, and you must answer the question, what do you really want? I really want Jesus. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, David. Thank you, Dr. Beth. Thank you, each one who has given. I face this vast army of financial lack, and I know in the name of Jesus that it'll all be covered for this month of radio. I have put my trust in the Lord. Write to me, Pastor Ray Greenley in care of the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Again, it's the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. You can also give by going online at nationalprayerchapel.com. You'll also find there our streaming internet radio. Go check it out. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I'd love to meet you. I'll talk to you soon. from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory 